It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Thursday episode of Locked on Raptors, we are taking your listener questions for today's show. Got lots of great questions from out there, digging into the best free agent targets for the Raptors this season, potential trades that could go down, also some fun ones like which Raptor would be the best host of the Muppet Show and more, all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Raptors. Thanks for being here. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the bridge of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1181 of Locked on Raptors for Thursday, May the 19th. God, I need to get a calendar up on my new computer set up because I just know it's Thursday. I don't know what day it is, but I think it's the 19th. My brain is soup. Hi, I'm Sean Woodley from RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. And of course, you can follow, subscribe to, rate, review the podcast on all your favorite audio apps. You can also go and support the show on your favorite, uh, I guess on YouTube, your favorite YouTube, your favorite video channel or video streaming site, YouTube. Uh, that's what they call it, right? God, uh, please go subscribe to the show over there. We are dangerously close to 2,000 subs just about 15 away so thank you very much to the recent subscribers we've had a pretty good surge in the last couple days here perhaps sensing the uh the 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 sense and the joy of 2000 either way please uh go do that and it's uh free to do it's easy, the best way to support the show and i thank you very very much for doing it and uh without further ado let's get to today's episode of the podcast, your first listen of the day, of course, and today's show is brought to you by Sakura. We'd like to thank today's sponsor of Lockdown Raptors, Sakura Nutrition. Sakura is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish. Go to sakura.com slash lockdown20 or enter the code lockdown20 for 20% off at checkout. More on them a little bit later on in the show. All right, let's get to it. Your mailbag questions came flowing in when I asked for them. We've got a good mix of off-season-y questions. We've got a good mix of fun, sort of playful questions. Let's start with something off-season-y, though. This one comes from Charlie Bender. Is Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam just gonna be the starting five for the Raptors next season? He doesn't anticipate any big moves taking place for the Raptors this year. 
I agree that I don't anticipate any big moves. And don't worry, we're going to talk about all the big moves that could happen because, baby, we got daily podcasts to fill between now and August. So in the coming weeks, we will do deep dives on Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton, Donovan Mitchell, anyone else who might be a potential trade target out there for the Raptors. You know, I've said all along that this Raptors team has built itself in a way that it is maneuverable and can strike if something comes up in terms of an opportunity similar to the Kawhi Leonard situation a few years back. They've got lots of movable contracts, young players who teams would want in return in theory, and you know some prospects they could toss in. They have most of their picks on hand outside of, outside of this year's first round pick as well. So like, I do think there's a world in which something happens. I would probably put it at like a 5% outlook that some sort of big complexion changing move takes place for the Raptors this offseason. But as I've said all along, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a low-key offseason for the Raptors where they really kind of focus on running it back and seeing how internal development can take the team from where it was last year, which was a 48-win team that looked pretty damn good near the end of the season and was a top-10 defense and all that. I think they probably want to see what can we do with a little bit more internal development over the course of a full season with this group. And so while I don't think anything is, is terribly likely, uh, we will examine those questions going forward. But I think Charlie's right in that there's probably not a major move coming. But as I've talked about on the Gary Trent Jr. episode, as I've talked about on the Precious Achua episode, and a whole bunch of times in between, I'm very much on board with starting Precious Achua next season, going and leaning all the way into Vision 6-9, having Fred OG as your two guard, or, you know, maybe Scotty's your point guard, Fred's your two guard in uh, sort of on paper, then you get uh, OG in there on the wing, you get Siakam in there, and you get Precious Achua. That across the board, Scotty, Precious, OG, Siakam group, like good luck scoring on them. Yes, you're like, giving up a little bit of size at one position, but you're like killing everybody else with size at every other position with four guys who can go and hunt mismatches and whatnot. So that's kind of my dream starting five for next season. I, I, you know, We'll see what happens with Gary Trent Jr. I, I, you don't want to offend the guy by saying, hey, you want to go to the bench? Of course, when he's going into what could be a contract year for him, you don't want to risk him walking for nothing because you've pissed him off. But something about Gary Trent Jr.'s general vibe suggests that he might really take to the idea of being a six-man and you know, going and hunting down Tyler Hero for the six-man of the year award next season. Maybe that's wishful thinking. Maybe I'm underselling what Gary Trent Jr. can do uh, or what he thinks he can do. But that's kind of my dream starting five for next season. But yeah, one way or another, I would imagine out of this iteration that uh, Charlie's asked about the Fred, Gary, OG, Siakam, and uh, Barnes lineup. Like either that or swapping Trent in for Precious, I think, is the most likely starting lineup on day one for the Raptors. My hope is that it's Precious in there because uh, he's really, really good at defense. And Gary Trent Jr., just again, I've said this before, he has the spirit of a six-man flowing through his veins. I think he just needs to live out that destiny. But a good question from Charlie. Uh, let's get to a fun one here. This one comes from our pal Freddie Rivas, who asks, if the Toronto Raptors had a version of the Jays jacket, what would it be and who would wear it the most? Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar with what's going on with the Toronto Blue Jays, they have a jacket that has the countries of origin of all the players on the team stitched onto it, and whoever hits a home run gets to wear the jacket. They put it on in a little ceremony at the top of the dugout when they get back from hitting their home run. It's good fun. It's wonderful. And I am a big fan of, like, bits that are being done 
you know, as bench celebrations. We're seeing a little bit in baseball, you know, kind of across the board. I think the Boston Red Sox, the stupid Boston Red Sox that I hate are actually doing a cool thing where they like run the guy who hit a home run down the dugout in a, like a laundry tub, which is fun. Um, so yeah, there, there's certainly uh, some rich potential here for the Raptors to come up with some kind of bench thing. I've always liked the idea of like a dunk hat or something like that, like a nice over the top, maybe like brimmed, maybe it's a fedora, maybe there's a large feather coming out of it, I don't know, but some sort of ornate hat or headwear, maybe one of those fruit headdresses, I don't know, um, but something really big and sort of loud and boisterous, and anytime someone throws down a big dunk and walks back to the bench, they get to put that on and wear it until they go back into the game, that's kind of my dream. Maybe also just like a big mascot head. That would be kind of cool too. Um, someone did suggest in the replies to this question that uh, maybe they just do a no-look pass hat and it only goes, or a no-look pass garment of some kind, and it really only goes to Scotty Barnes. But if that encourages everybody else to throw no-look passes, then maybe I'm on board with that too because we love a no-look pass here at Locked On Raptors headquarters. Um, either way, I, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of just like any sort of headwear in the NBA. No one wears it on the bench. I have actually had a thing that I would like to see which is like some sort of like theatrical use of some sort of implement to for coaches when they want to challenge a play like a challenge hat a challenge you know stick or something like that you know make sports more like wrestling is what I say I don't even like wrestling but I do like the pageantry of wrestling and I think uh, bringing that into sports and sort of hamming up the deep unseriousness of it all is uh, is something I would like to see but I think I'm going with a dunk hat I love dunks I think we should incentivize dunks and if that's something the Raptors do I think they're on the right track uh, you know what better way to improve your at rim shooting percentage than to encourage everybody to make every shot they take a dunk that seems like a pretty good thing to me. You know, I think Precious would probably end up being the sort of most common wearer of the ornate dunk headdress or hat or whatever you're calling it. Uh, like, he dunks a lot. I think he led the team in dunks this season. I think OG would be in the conversation if he played a full season. Uh, so maybe that's something to consider. And, you know, I think Scotty Barnes is probably going to end up being a pretty regular dunker as well, just because nobody can get in front of the freight train that is Scotty Barnes and stop him from getting to where he wants to go. So hot competition, I would say, for the dunk hat on next year's Toronto Raptors. I'll get to work on designing the dunk hat after this podcast. Uh, thanks to the question. Or thanks for the question, Freddie. We got another question from Freddie coming up and I'm actually trying to get Freddie onto an episode next week as well so uh, it'll be a fun one a really fun one I will not spoil anymore either way we're going to continue on we got more questions to get to here in just one second but first I do want to tell you about our friends over at Truebill look Truebill is here to stop me specifically from doing a thing that I do all the time they can help you with this problem as well I so often sign up for a free trial for something whether it's an e-card website whether it's a streaming service whether it's literally anything Adobe Audition I don't know sign up for a free trial get my use out of it maybe I just need one use and then I forget that I signed up for the thing and then 30 days later I get an email notification saying hey Sean you just paid 38 bucks for this thing you don't need and I am upset and now out 38 dollars or something like that and so Truebill is here to help you cancel the unwanted subscriptions that you want to get rid of but have maybe forgotten about it is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want need or simply forgot about on average people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. That is some serious scratch that we're just throwing away because we're too lazy to cancel our free trials. 
but also it's because companies make it very difficult to cancel subscriptions because they make money off of it. They're incentivized to just let you keep on paying, so they're not going to try to help you. Truebill will, and they also have a Truebill concierge at your beck and call if ever you need someone to cancel something for you so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Matthew B., for example, says in a matter of seconds, he saved 660 bucks for the year on his DirecTV bill. He saved 120 bucks for the year on his Sirius XM bill and saved 840 bucks a year on car insurance. That is something pretty spectacular. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, who are making the best tasting protein bars in the world and are really now dipping their toes into the marshmallow game with their Built Puffs, which are a delicious little treat that are not going to weigh you down with all that sugar and crap that you're usually putting in your body if you have a typical candy bar or something like that. I love brownies, and you know what I love more is brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the bloody batter before I've even made the brownies, uh, because why wouldn't you do that? Who cares about salmonella? I think it's delicious. If you if you could kick that brownie, like, take that spatula and get some protein in there, what a wonderful world that would be, and they've done that with Built Puffs brownie batter flavor go and check them out they have 140 calories 17 grams of protein only seven grams of sugar that's a crazy amount for a thing that is both marshmallow and brownie you're never going to find that combination in the world and all built puffs are covered in 100 real chocolate that means with built you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it they are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits the brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you are eating a protein bar no need to pinch yourself this is real life have one before a workout to get yourself through the morning or the afternoon when you're kind of hitting that afternoon wall go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and get 15 percent off your order that's the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com go get yourself some brownie batter puffs baby all right, we continue on here with your mailbag edition of Locked On Raptors here on a Thursday. Lots of great questions still to get to. Let's get to this one from uh, my Hamilton, Ontario pal, uh, Matt, at From Tape to Tape. In regards to off-season targets, do you think they'll lean into not having a true number five on the Toronto Raptors? Look, this has been a thing that a lot of people have talked about, and it's sort of like envisioning teams that might go trade for someone like a Rudy Gobert or DeAndre Ayton, any big who might be around, you know, there's, oh, well, the Raptors need a center, obviously. Of course they need a center. Positional need. And I just, I don't think the Raptors view themselves as a team that needs a center right now. I think Precious Achua can do a lot of the jobs you're asking for. I think playing with the size they do across the board compensates for not having a traditional seven-footer in the middle. And I think we got to think outside the box a little bit when it comes to building this Raptors team. Because guess what? That's what the front office is doing. You may agree or disagree, but I think they're onto something here with the way they're building this team with size and matchup hunting and just versatility across the board. That's those are premium skills. Those are the things that teams are paying arms and legs for in the NBA right now. And if you look right now at the teams in the final four, 
there's not really a traditional hulking center in the bunch, right? Like Robert Williams is probably the closest thing, but he's more sort of, a, again, versatile, sort of can switch out. He's sort of the dream, right? Is big dude who can guard anybody because he's so nimble. And I think the Raptors kind of have something like that in Precious Achua. And, and like, I have no problem if he's their center of the future going forward until some obvious upgrade comes along. And, and look, I don't think the Raptors are going to be super obtuse about this, right? Like I think... If it comes along where there's an opportunity to add a center to the team who's a bit more of the sort of traditional mold, they'll probably adapt their own strategy around getting that player, right? Like they're not going to just like rule themselves out of trading for any sort of big star center just because they have this sort of team model they're going with. They're adaptable. They'll change it up. And the reason they're going with what they have right now is because the guys they have in the building are pretty well equipped to play the style that they want to play. You know, they'll they'll probably at some point have to ask the question, hey, is this viable over the course of a full season? Do we need backups? Do we need a starter who can be that sort of regular sort of burling, burly, you know, hulking center? I just don't think that it's like a priority right now for them. And I think they're right. Like we've seen Rudy Gobert, you know, as good as he is, he can't cover up for bad wing defense. Uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton had some struggles in the series against the Mavericks, of course. You have the Mavericks right now are basically rolling like Dorian Finney-Smith at the five, a little bit of Dwight Powell, a little bit of Maxi Kleba, like no traditional big dudes who are going to go out there and, you know, shack it up out there. Like, it's just not a thing you see in the NBA right now. Draymond Green is the go-to center. Kevon Looney's gotten freaking benched with the Warriors in the postseason. And when it comes to the Heat, I mean, Bam Adebayo is like six foot nine. He's sort of like a souped up version of what the Raptors hope that Precious Chua can one day be. It's not a world in which every team has a big hulking seven-footer. And yes, the fact that Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are, you know, the back-to-back one and two guys in the MVP conversation, I think kind of makes it seem like having a player like that is more necessary. But those guys are such outliers. I don't think you can build your team around the concept of outliers. I think you can build yourself safeguards if you come across one of those guys in the playoffs and have guys in ha- on hand who can guard and just, you know, can play big and, 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 you know, absorb the blows that guarding Joel Embiid is going to entail. But I just don't think that it's necessary to prioritize that position right now. And if you have guys who can sort of do the things that centers need to do, who have also ball skills and can, you know, can kind of, you know, masquerade as wings, that's a pretty incredibly valuable thing to have on hand. And so I don't think we're going to see them go and pay an arm and a leg to go get a center and bring him in. Maybe there's a, a, a an addition made with the biannual exception or the mid-level exception, whatever it might be. But I just don't see that being a, a huge area that they're going to focus on. Because they're, they, everything they've done suggests that that's not what they're going to do. And again, you can quibble with it. You can disagree. I tend to think that, you know, if you're not trying new things, then you're kind of always playing catch up to the rest of the league. And I like that the Raptors are trying to be bold with this thing. They're smart enough. They can pivot if they realize it's not working, right? But I don't think one season is enough to really tell us if the concept of playing with everybody being the same size is or is not a viable concept. Uh, again, I think it very much depends on the types of players you have in the door. And if you didn't have a Precious Achua, if you didn't have a Chris Boucher, if you didn't have Scotty Barnes, who can play basically any position you want him to, then obviously the team building model would make a little bit less sense if they're trying to roll out Stanley Johnsons and play 6'9 or you know same size across the board. It only works if you have the right personnel. And the Raptors have suited their team building style to the players they have on hand. And so 
yeah, we'll see. You know, maybe something comes along and Gobert is just too good to pass up. The deal they get offered or whatever is too good to pass up. I don't think it's terribly likely. And I don't see them for sure going to get some sort of middle of the road center just to say, hey, we have a seven footer starting at the five. We're going to go sign Brooke Lopez or something like that. Or, uh, you know, we'll get to some of the free agent targets in a bit. But I guess Brooke Lopez is not a free agent. Either way, they're not going to go and get some stand in center. They're going to go big with a center or they're just going to say, you know what? we can make do without a typical center and be just fine with the guys we have on hand because they're all six, nine and spry and incredible defenders. And so, yeah, I'm not anticipating much when it comes to leaning into, to getting a five. I think they're going to, at least for one more season, see if this vision six, nine thing has some legs to it and, you know, maybe adapt from there if they need to go and find some, you know, options on the, on the margins, you know, bring in a a backup who can play you 15 minutes if you need them to, whatever it might be. I just don't see that being a huge priority for the team. Uh, Let's get this other question here from Freddie Rivas. He sent some good ones in this one here interesting i don't love the concept of like overrated or underrated players but freddie's question is obviously subjective but do the raptors have any players that you would consider overrated this is a good one because i think you know kind of just by virtue of being fans of a team everybody overrates their own guys right like that's just how it goes this is the reason that anytime a trade machine proposal gets put up everyone freaks the hell out because they think their guy is better than the guy they're trading for and obviously our team should get the picks in return or, or because we're giving up more and if you ask the people on the other side they would say the inverse right oh well our guy's better give us picks to even this thing out it's just it's just kind of the nature of fandom and watching guys more often in one you know, on one team than watching guys on another team. So there is like an elevate an element of inflation, I think, to every person on the Toronto Raptors when it comes to how they're viewed by Raptors fans. The one exception I would say is probably Pascal Siakam, who probably still doesn't get enough appreciation in terms of how bloody good he is and his stature within the league, both you know within Toronto and outside. And I'm just gonna say this now setting up a rule for the offseason there will be no pascal siakam trade talk on this show because he's not getting traded it would be lunacy to trade pascal siakam i'm seeing all sorts of trade machine proposals and whatnot already coming through uh you know the idea of like siakam for deandre ayton uh yeah i'm sure the suns would love that because siakam is obviously a better player than deandre ayton it's not happening man and the raptors are not in a position where they have to just go offload their very good all nba caliber player it would be ridiculous and so we're not entertaining that all, all off-season long. Sorry, you're going to be bored if you're coming here for Siakam trade talk, but hopefully that's not a thing. Either way, I think he's probably the one guy who you'd say is a little bit underrated. Um, you know, as far as overrated, you know, I don't like to say guys are overrated because, like, it's what's my opinion. Who, who really cares? But... You know, I would say maybe Gary Trent Jr. gets a little bit of inflation, I think, because people love buckets, right? People really, really love when dudes can just go and score, and Gary Trent Jr. can certainly do that. You know, I think his defense in particular probably gets way overhyped because he gets the steals, and if you watch him possession to possession, there are breakdowns, there are overzealous jumps at, at steals that end up backfiring on the back end of the defense that, you know, he's not even there when the problem concludes. He just is kind of the progenitor of the problem, and then everyone has to clean up for it afterwards. Which, again, I talked about on the Gary Trent Jr. episode last week. I'm fine with that, with an over-aggressive Gary Trent Jr., because he is pretty good at that stuff. And because he's not great when it comes to off-ball defense to on-ball defense, you know, I I kind of don't mind that he tries to make his contributions on defense through his aggression and, you know, forcing steals and whatnot. But I do think... Because of the steal numbers, he probably gets a little bit 
uh, you know, in terms of an inflated reputation when it comes to how he plays defense. And look, his offense is great. It's super fun. The shots he makes are outstanding. I love watching Gary Trent Jr. play, but it's not like the most efficient shot chart in the world. It's not kind of the optimized threes and rim shots. It's threes and 18 footers and the odd time getting to the bucket. But, you know, he's not finishing around the rim with great propensity or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I, or proficiency, that's the word I was looking for. Either way, yeah, I would think Gary Trent Jr. is probably maybe the most overrated guy on the team. But, again, that's a very subjective thing. And it's not to say that I think Gary Trent Jr. is bad because I love Gary Trent Jr. He's extremely fun. And I, uh, you know, really, really relish the idea of him going and scoring 18 a game off the bench next season and winning six man of the year. But, yeah, th- th- he's probably the guy. We're going to get to a couple more questions to round up the show. A couple of really good ones. We'll do that in just one second. We're going to talk free agency, baby. Uh, ideal targets and hypothetical trades. We've kind of already dug through some hypothetical trades when it comes to Gobert, Aiton, et cetera. But we'll dive in a little bit in terms of specifics to those guys uh, in just one sec. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sakura, who, of course, are our new and wonderful sponsor here at Locked On. Uh, Sakura is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakura gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping to boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. I I'm a person who does not, I talk about this all the time on the show. I don't eat super well all the time. I have a bit of a hankering for fast food sometimes. I have a sweet tooth. I tend to sort of ruin full days of good eating with uh, bad eating at like midnight, but I really need to turn things things around here because I'm not getting any younger and I got to be healthier and Sakura is the exact type of thing I'm looking for with functional plant-rich wellness essentials helping to create a body you love living in from their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs. Sakura's, Sakura's, excuse me, products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. And right now, Sakura is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakura.com. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash lockdown20 or enter the code lockdown20 at checkout. That's Sakura, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakura.com slash locked on 20. Go check them out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we continue on here and are going to round out the show with a couple of more mailbag questions from you, the lovely listeners. Thank you for sending them in, of course. Also, just a heads up on tomorrow's podcast, I'll be joined by our pal Louis Zatzman to expand upon a couple of the questions we're going to get to in the next couple of minutes here, uh, digging into the ideal Toronto Raptors offseason. What is the picture-perfect use of the resources the Raptors have on hand. It's not a ton of resources, but we will dig into what the perfect Raptors offseason looks like from keeping their own guys to signing outside guys with the MLE and biannual exceptions, etc. That will be uh, coming up on tomorrow's show with Lewis Satsman. That'll be fun. Let's get to a couple more questions here, however. Uh, this one here comes from uh, Jake Talk Sports, who asks, who's the most realistic offseason free, free agent and trade target for the team? 
look, again, you're going to be disappointed if you're looking for a big, sexy offseason from the Raptors, I think. Barring some crazy development where a trade becomes just too good to pass up for a, for a star, this team is going to look very similar next season with some tinkering on the margins. And so it's not sexy, but you got to look at the guys who are probably going to earn around the 10 million bucks that will come with the mid-level exception. Uh, the Raptors will be, you know, a sub-tax team if you bake in the, the you know, the non-taxpayer mid-level. Uh, and, the, you know, they, they have like the 21 million bucks we've talked about to sort of bring back their their pending UFAs between Thad, Chris Boucher, Yuta Watanabe. And then they'll have the MLE, they'll have the biannual exception, etc. I think... When it comes to the Raptors and ideal offseason targets, it's kind of going to be, I think, a bit of a war, a bit of a feud, if you will, between the sort of get a guard slash playmaker type or get a forward slash big type who can sort of, you know, go bang with the dudes that you need to bang with in the postseason. I think I'm of the mind that I would rather sort of a guard wing type shooter, extra ball handling, something like that. That's not an easy thing to find, of course, for 10 million bucks. That's not a thing that's just kind of floating out there, always available. But for me, I think my like most realistic and ideal free agent target is someone like DeLon Wright. Not to always go back to guys who used to be on the Raptors, but... DeLon Wright is a perfect fit on this Raptors team. He's a good long defender who can guard ones and twos. He's an excellent playmaker. You know, he's got the handles, of course, can take some of that burden off of Fred Van Vliet. And he also shot like 36% from three this season. A lot of catch and shoot stuff working off Trey Young, of course. Um, you know, I, I think working within this Raptors system is like a second side guy who, you know, Pascal starts something, you know, maybe it's like a mismatched lineup where DeLon is playing with some bench guys and you have either Pascal or Scotty in there. You have sort of Scotty or Pascal be your sort of initiator, get into the plunge, plunge into the teeth of the defense, swing it out to DeLon Wright, and then you have a guy who can do a lot of things out of that spot-up position, right? He can pull up a mid-range, uh, or sorry, a, a catch-and-shoot three. He can drive and, and, you know, continue on the cycle of drive and kick to get an even more open look on the other side. He can get to the bucket himself. He's got, of course, all those sort of acrobatic finishes. You know, he's not a perfect player by any means, and there's a reason he's kind of bounced around and never really been in a role with a team I think it's mostly because his contract has been very tradable and it's just kind of the, the lot in life when you're an NBA player with a mid-sized contract you're going to get dealt a lot because teams need those salary matching tools you know when they're putting trades together I don't think it's really anything against what he does as a player though I, I think he's Pretty talented and a really nice fit potentially with what the Raptors want to do. You're not giving up too much size because he's six foot five, and I think that matters to the Raptors, of course. Uh, you know, I think DeLon Wright is kind of my dream target. When it comes to other guys, you know, we're going to get into all of this in sort of future episodes. I think next week in the back end of the week, we'll sort of dig into on a couple episodes the mid level exception guys on the wings, guards, forwards, etc. You know, kind of go in and look at all the different player types the Raptors could target. But for me, DeLon Wright is kind of my, right now, most realistic. I think some people would say Tyus Jones as a, as a backup would be a great choice, and he certainly would be. I think he's making way more than the mid-level exception, considering what he did for the Grizzlies, and I would imagine the Grizzlies are going to try to keep him around as well. Um, if that happens, I do have an interesting guy who I think the Raptors should definitely try to go and get. I, it might not be possible, because he's on a really friendly contract to the team, and he's also quite good, but... If the Grizzlies are going to have to spend a ton of money to keep Tyus Jones around, 
I do wonder if maybe there's a way you could pluck DeAnthony Melton out of Memphis. DeAnthony Melton is, you know, he's been a good three-point shooter recently. He's an incredible defender, really causes a ruckus, forces turnovers, was so essential to the Grizzlies, much like the Raptors being a turnover-dependent team this season and really making their bones off of that. If you can get DeAnthony Melton in as your backup guard to Fred Van Vliet, you can play him off ball. That would be pretty awesome. I, you know, probably takes a first round pick to get it done, honestly, because he's on a, like an eight million dollar a year contract for a couple more seasons. But uh, if you know, if the Grizzlies find themselves really, you know, cash strapped, Melton kind of lost his rotation spot at points in the postseason as well. Specifically, I think in the first round against the Wolves, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe there's a, a way to go and pluck him there. Uh, but that would be a, a pretty ideal target for me, trade wise, if you can go and snatch up DeAnthony Melton. We'll dig into some more of these types of guys, though, as we continue forward. Uh, with that, uh, we got one more question here, and that one is going to come from our pal Rally Cap, uh, one of the greatest Twitter users in the world. And he asks, which Raptor would you most like to see host the Muppet Show? Look, I love the Muppets. I'm not afraid to say it. I love Sesame Street. I love all Jim Henson creations. And I actually, let me see here. I've got a couple of... Uh, got Rolf in Lego form. He's a good guy. And I got Janice from the Electric Teeth and the, uh, or Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Also a very fun little character. Got those in Lego form. I love the Muppets. Uh, I got a Kermit the Frog kicking around here somewhere too. But either way, uh, my answer to this one, I think it's pretty obvious. Scotty Barnes would just be a really fun host of any show. Uh, and I think they could get him to do some pretty fun little gimmicks and, and, and bits and stuff like that. He would be a wonderful host. Also, I would like to throw a bit of a curveball and suggest adding a third member to the Stadler and Waldorf uh, duo. Of course, the grumpy old men who roast everybody all the time. And this is by no means a slight against the person I'm about to suggest should join that group. But I kind of feel like Fred Van Vliet, uh, sort of going back into, remember James Herbert, our pal uh, outside the NBA, wrote a piece about Scotty Barnes and the sort of slow adoption of the sort of, uh, <laughs> of his personality and his sort of fun quirky uh you know the different intricacies that he's got going on idiosyncrasies that's the word i was looking for uh you know fred van vliet seemed a little bit thrown off early on by how gleeful scotty barnes is all the time fred van vliet's a very serious man and i kind of think fred van vliet getting paired with stadler and waldorf to just kind of crack wise and roast and uh complain i think would be a kind of a fun partnership he is kind of the old sage head with this raptors team maybe you throw thad young in there as well though he seems a little bit too gleeful for that and again i'm not saying fred van vliet's not gleeful because he is but he's also definitely the most serious man on the raptors and so stick him with stadler and waldorf you got scotty barnes hosting the muppet show and you've got yourself some bloody good entertainment right there and with that we're going to bring to the, to the end of uh bring you to the end of this 33 minutes or so of bloody good entertainment thank you so much for tuning into the show really appreciate it of course anytime someone tunes in new listeners old listeners you're all wonderful to me uh if you have not yet go to the youtube channel and subscribe it's just uh you know you can sign up for an account you subscribe to the youtube channel it is so so appreciated i think you need to sign it with your google account or something like that too it's pretty easy and uh, it's much appreciated when you take the time to do that 
because it helps uh, grow the show and make us more uh, algorithm friendly and all that good stuff. So thanks in advance. Uh, also subscribe to rate review the podcast, all your favorite podcast apps. That's always appreciated as well. I've seen us kind of floating around even in the off season in the top 200 on the Apple charts, which is very, very cool as always. And, uh, you know, huge appreciation for anyone who listens to the show, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Uh, now go make your second listen of the day locked on blue Jays as the Jays are uh, hoping to turn their season around a little bit after some hard times in the month of May. Uh, and Ben and Matt over there doing a great job covering your Toronto Blue Jays. So go listen to that show. Support it the same way you support this one on all the different apps and on YouTube. And uh, with that, we're going to round out today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again on Friday as we dig into the ideal Toronto Raptors offseason with our pal Lewis Satsman coming up. Uh, until then, have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.